global business news 24 hours a day at Bloomberg.com, the Radio Plus mobile app, and on your radio. This is a Bloomberg Business Flash. From Bloomberg World Headquarters, I'm Charlie Pellet. We have got 13 minutes to go ahead of the close on a Tuesday, ahead of the Fed decision tomorrow, and stocks are on track for their longest losing streak since February. Stocks slipping for a fourth day amid growing uncertainty about the U.K.'s future in the European Union. Right now, the S&P 500 index down six, dropping three-tenths of one percent to 2,073. NASDAQ down two-tenths of one percent, down nine points to 48.38. Dow Industrials down 72, a drop of four-tenths of one percent. The tenure down three-thirty seconds with a yield of 1.62 percent. Gold little changed up 0.1 percent, now advancing a dollar thirty to 12.88. I'm Charlie Pellet, and that's a Bloomberg Business Flash. Thank you, Charlie Pellet. It is time now for the ETF report. It is brought to you by Vanek Vectors ETFs. Expect more from your munis. Target tax-exempt income by maturity and credit quality, all with low-cost ETFs. Visit vanek.com slash muni. Vanek. Access the opportunities. Let's go now to Catherine Cowdery for our ETF report. Gold is up 21% so far this year, and it's trading at its highest in four weeks on growing uncertainty over whether Britain will exit the European Union and caution ahead of central bank meetings this week. The rally in gold is reflected in interest in ETFs backed by the precious metal. The biggest, the Spider Gold Shares, or GLD, has attracted nearly $10 billion since the start of the year. In contrast, ETFs that focus on gold mining companies have attracted far less. $180 million has flowed into the Van Eck Vectors Gold Miners ETF so far this year. Here's Joe Foster, a portfolio manager at Van Eck. The stocks are performing very well. I mean, our fund is up uh, over 80% this year, whereas the gold price is up somewhere around 20%. So they're performing very well, but we're just not seeing the, uh, the flows into the gold stocks. I think this rally caught the market off guard, and I think I think what investors are, are looking for is a pullback or some sort of a consolidation before they step into these equities. Foster is calling this a new bull market for gold that's in its early stages. That's your Bloomberg ETF report. I'm Catherine Cowdery. You're listening to Taking Stock with Kathleen Hayes and Pim Fox on Bloomberg Radio. Yes, stocks are on track for their longest slide since February. And yes, more and more government bond yields are heading below zero. Today, the big news, the German Bund, the 10-year note going to a negative rate. So what do you do if you're managing more than a half billion dollars worth of money for investors? Let's ask Larry Rosenthal. He's president of Rosenthal Wealth Management Group, and he's joining us from Manassas, Virginia today. Larry, welcome. Thank you for having me. How are you today? Just great. Uh, You've been in the business for a long time. Did you ever think you'd see a day when $11 trillion worth of government bonds around the world had negative yields? Definitely not. Um, (laughs) But that's sort of what's going on now, and it's all a movement to create stimulus, an economic, uh, you know, movement, the velocity of money. Um, Savers are going to continue to be punished, and risk takers are going to continue to be rewarded with volatility. But if the banks aren't offering any incentive to park your money there or government bonds to park your money there, then you're going to have to employ the dollars elsewhere. Larry, I'm wondering if you could talk a little bit about employing those dollars elsewhere. Do you find that investors are piling into just a few names when it comes to stocks? 
Um, your your yes, I think your your household names are getting the majority of that, uh, and. I, I do like different sectors um, from a from a short term perspective and a long term perspective. Let's take a look at the long term perspective first. From a long term standpoint, I like uh, some some dividend payers, large cap uh, stocks with good balance sheets in this environment, as well as uh, the sectors of biotech and technology going forward. Uh, short term, I'd be cautious a little bit with your less popular names and names that have had lots of run-up recently. Um, you know, the market is seeming is seeming to stall a little bit, especially ahead of the Brexit conversation as well as the Fed meetings uh, this week. So a little caution short term, but I think in the long term we're, we're going to be okay and push through this a little bit, providing the investors have the appropriate balanced portfolio that they need to accomplish their objectives and goals. And, and that's where some people get confused sometimes is, is looking at a short-term investment versus, you know, like a trade versus really investing to produce income for themselves in retirement or college funding or whatever the case may be there. Yeah, and this is very short-term in terms of some of these big-picture questions. The Fed meeting starts today. we get the decision tomorrow brexit vote june 23rd we'll see even if they leave the, the all you know we'll see the volatility we'll see what happens you just mentioned though uh, for example technology for the long term it, can you give us if you can't give us a specific name that you are owning or recommending uh could you give us an example of the kind of tech company you're talking about because there's you know uh, if, if chip makers are tech then intel's very different from microsoft who's pretty different from facebook I would agree, and when I talk tech, the first thing I think of is how certain technology companies are changing the way you and I as individuals and businesses send and receive information, uh, not only domestically but as well as around the world. And the access to data, the efficiency of data is, is the areas that I'm really really talking about. We, we like uh, the ETF space there to buy the whole basket versus individual companies. We just think it's a rising tide that's going to continue uh, for several years down the road as, as people continue to increase their technology. I mean, just think about this. Just, just imagine 10, 15 years ago going to a car dealership today and back then and buying a car that's, that comes pre-fitted with Wi-Fi. Back then, we would have never understood that at all, but yet now that's happening, and it's going to continue to happen. Technology is going to continue to change the way we send and receive information. And that's going to help businesses out. It's going to help people out in the healthcare sector as well. So it's going to be well-rounded. Larry, I just want to pick up on something having to do with health care because uh, at the end of the Affordable Care Act's third open enrollment period, total enrollment was about 12.7 million individuals. This shows that enrollments are falling in each successive period. Does that affect your call on health care stocks? Not really. Um, the Affordable Care Act is basically designed to get people insured, get them into the program. That's one scenario there. That's different than what I'm talking about. I'm talking about uh, biotech, um, advanced pharmaceuticals, Alzheimer's research, cancer, hip replacement, knee replacement. That space is designed to improve quality of life and extend quality of life. So we're very specific when we go into the healthcare space uh, using some ETFs like that. Uh, I'd like to come back to technology ETFs. Are you saying then if you're looking at how an information is transferred, are you looking at ETFs that uh, hold uh, cloud 
uh, you know, enterprise kind of service companies? Uh, what kind, could you just be a little more specific there? Again, tech is pretty broad. Would you do something more, more specialized or are you just saying buy something that owns, you know, lots and lots of different kinds of technology companies? Well, it, that's a great question. Let me give you the answer from a financial planning perspective, if I may. We work with clients that are close to or already retired. So we're building and designing portfolios to accomplish their objectives at this point in life and down the road. So if we're, if we're liking the tech space, we may put them into an ETF that buys the basket of technology. However, from on a case-by-case basis, we may then go find a name if the stock looks to be an appropriate buy at the particular time. But we just like the entire space, along with the biotech space, long-term, viewing it from a rising tide is going to lift the whole, all the boats in the harbor. Larry, I noticed that you've been speaking about exchange-traded funds. Uh, do you specialize just in exchange-traded funds, or would you be willing to put money to work in individual stocks? We do both. We have active and passive mutual funds as well as ETFs and individual stocks inside of our portfolios for our clients, depending on what their objectives are and what we see in the marketplace. You know, it's it's pretty easy to to uh, uh, buy some S&P 500 stocks, an ETF, passive investment like that uh, in the S&P 500 space. But when you start looking abroad at uh, – uh, international emerging small company growth stocks, there you might want to employ active management in a mutual fund versus something that's passive. So the further away it is from the center of the dartboard, the more we would lean towards active management. How about income? If the bond market is kind of crazy right now, how do you get income? Dividend payers? It, it is. I mean, we, we look at it a few different ways. Um, dividend payers, we also like the middle of the curve as far as the, the bond market goes right now. Um, publicly traded REITs, if you can put in some uh, uh, trailing stop losses just to uh, limit volatility, and they're yielding very attractive uh, numbers as well. So we do sort of a mixture between the, the two or three there, depending on the client's objectives as well. So, you know, we are definitely in a yield starved environment. So we need to find quality bonds when it comes to that. And a lot of bond ladders are being, you know, employed now in in the investment world, uh, you know, as far as all that goes for people. Thank you very much for spending time with us. Larry Rosenthal is the president of Rosenthal Wealth Management Group, helping to manage more than $600 million of client assets. He's speaking bullish about Healthcare, specifically biotech, as well as technology stocks. We're going to take you through to the close next right here on Taking Stock. I'm Pim Fox, my co-host Kathleen Hayes, and this is Bloomberg Radio.